Hey there, it's Carolyn. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to tell you about a brand new challenge that we have starting over in the Homestead Kitchen membership really soon. This one is all about making your very own herbal oils and culinary oils and cosmetic oils and turning them into salves and balms for your herbal medicine cabinet. If you're interested in joining me for the Herbal Oils and Salves Challenge, then go to homesteadingfamily.com forward slash podcast dash herbal oils. Again, that's homesteadingfamily.com forward slash podcast dash herbal oils. Hey, this is Carolyn with Homesteading Family, and here is a podcast short. In other words, an answer to a question that you have asked. Okay, so you kind of have your calendar worked out. You have your space worked out. Now we need to actually get down into the nitty gritty. Into the soil. <laughs> need to have a plan. It's not dirt. It's not dirt. dirt it, hopefully dirt, it's dirt not dirt. Dirt is dead. Right. Right? Exactly. Dirt is dead. Dirt soil is, dead. is alive. <laughs> and you wanna have a plan for amending your soil and taking good care of your soil, that is everything for your plants, for your production, for your own health ultimately, and for a lot of the reasons we're doing this. So you've gotta have a plan for how are you gardening, how are you gonna take care of that soil? Even if you feel like you're starting with good quality soil, this is one of those things that if you're not intentionally thinking about what you're doing, it's going to degrade over time. You have to kind of have a plan to maintain it and make it better. Well, right? soil, soil Even is... if it's a simple plant. Yeah, soil is like a bank account. And it has nutrients in it. It's got life in it. And as we grow, mm-hmm. those plants are taking up those nutrients and we're taking them away. Yeah. So we have to give back. We have to put back if you're going to maintain soil health and maintain or increase uh, nutritional value of your food. Right. So you, you have to have a plan to take care of that. Most of you guys know that. Um, you know, composting is the main way to mm-hmm. do that is, is adding compost and just taking good care of your soil. Um, if you followed us for a while, you know that we generally don't till. I would not say we're like no-till, never. There is a place for disturbance and loosening up the soil. Um, that's usually getting and prepping an area that's not ongoing yeah. because it disturbs the soil ecology. It promotes weeds, a lot of things like that. That's a whole nother discussion again. But um, we want to try to practice low to no tilling and building up our soil. Now, I think sometimes when they when people hear the term no tilling, they think that you're like just never touching the soil as far as like at all getting anything in there. And that's not true because we do need to aerate. We do need to help do a few things. Absolutely. Absolutely. At least for a production, there are people that are serious no-till and you just layer, you don't disturb anything you have to except for planting. And, you know, if there's two of you growing, you can definitely do that. I think that's viable. But for a productive garden, it's it's often that that doesn't work. Soil compacts no matter what over time. Snow sitting on it, water moving through it, uh, so it gets some compaction and that just slows down the growth process. So, um, and often the top of the beds need to be prepared for seeds to take seeds and to be efficient and productive. So yes, there is some disturbance regularly. We use a broad fork, mm-hmm. which is great. It goes down, digs into the soil, and you just work it with your hands, and it loosens the soil deep down without bringing, without turning the soil over and disrupting. So you're not mixing up the layers. You're not mixing up the yeah. By and large, microbial I mean, it's not perfect. biology going on in there. Right. You're just kind of 
giving them some air. <laughs> you're giving them some air, and you know, if you're if you have heavy clay soil, you're helping loosen it to move water through because right. you need that balance of air and water in the soil. So yeah. that's real important to prep in your soil. Another thing you can do to do that is to not pull the roots of your plants in uh, the fall. And when you're harvesting, yes, you leave the roots in. I don't pull anything anymore. I don't pull corn. I don't pull sunflowers. Uh, I don't pull beans. I leave all the roots in. And as you develop a healthy soil... You don't pull potatoes. All right. <laughs> potatoes, carrots, beets to you. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. But leaving them in place allows... Well, and I learned this from Gabe Brown. If okay. you haven't read the book, Dirt to Soil, that is a phenomenal book. And okay. he's, he's approaching it a little more from a larger agricultural mm-hmm. uh, perspective, but it's the same principles. And by leaving the roots in, those roots go down and they loosen the soil because they then decay, they get broken up, mm-hmm. and then that leaves pathways for water and oxygen to move through. Plus, it's getting organic matter, that carbon and humus, down deeper in the soil. Those roots go deeper than any broad fork, anything's going to go. And so that's giving you the chance to build soil deep down in a way that you just can't any other way. So So it's really interesting because we have such this like, clean it all up, Mm -hmm. get it all out, remove everything from the garden, pull out all those roots so they're not in the way, but we're really detracting from our own soil. Well, again, we're taking away... When we got to remember, we're, we're asking a lot to grow high production vegetables in any given soil. And so we've got to give back as much as we can. That's an easy way to give back. Cut it down instead of pull it out. I started thinking about it in a calorie loop, actually. And I know this is not actually a technical way to think about it as in energy units. But when you ask, you're growing these vegetables out of something, right? They're actually forming out of something. You're mm-hmm. pulling those nutrients out of the ground to form them. If you then remove that and nothing's going back in, your calorie or your your soil has that much less right. nutrient. You right. know, I'm thinking calories just because that works as a little packet of energy in my mind. Yeah. But so you need to make sure that you're always replacing what you're taking out or replacing it and giving a little bit additional so that you've got even more. You're in a incline, you're in a bettering state instead of a declining Well, and again, state, right? just like a bank account, we, yeah. we always want to be growing it a little bit yeah. and and increasing. So so coming back to taking soil, composting is a, is a known method. And right. whether you're composting yourself or buying quality compost, again, I'm going to say it takes time to develop um, you know, enough compost, the ability to create enough compost on site, which should be a goal, kind of like seed saving. But if you can't do that, buy the best compost you can. It pays for itself. People complain about, I got to spend this much on compost. Um, If you're serious about growing healthy uh, plants and gardens, then you need to amend your soil with the best that you can get a hold of, the best you can afford. And often that's in compost till you can get there to a full system on your property. But then we add in, you know, some of these other practices and leaving the, leaving the soil and the plant or the roots in the ground. That's a great strategy. Low disturbance. And another one, and this can be controversial for some organic gardeners. Um, and that is adding mineralization. And I've practiced it both ways and I'm coming back to doing both to broad spectrum mineralization that adds back in the minerals in a form that are uptake, you know, are able to be uptaken, taken in by the plants easily if you have a healthy soil biology. Can you tell we've been on vacation? We're (laughs) both like, what, what am well, I trying to say? It's not coming out correctly. There, Thank re- you guys for hanging with us There's a reason today. we don't have the many amount of followers that say Joe Rogan has, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so thanks for hanging with us and sitting at the table. Um, 
But so, yeah, so, so so mineralization is is really important, and there and there's a um, couple of ways to do that e- fairly easily. And mm-hmm. I just want to clarify what you just said because you said we've tried it both ways. You've done it both ways, and. Um, We've grown gardens with just compost, and we've grown gardens with compost and adding mineralizations. Mm-hmm. And we're really seeing the effects of that, saying we want to go back to doing both of them. I think that is where we've really seen the strongest, most robust gardens. Mm-hmm. But we also really want to identify the fact that our modern food is missing minerals. We need to make sure we have every single available mineral in our plants that's possible. Like we want to pack that plant filled with mineral density, mm-hmm. right? We want it to have everything that it possibly can have. And the reality is, is sometimes our garden soils don't have, I know there's a little bit of a yes, debate a, as a, to the actual physical state of the soil and whether the minerals are there or not. But sometimes our garden soils do not have them in a form mm-hmm. that is able to be uptaken or by so, the vegetables. Sometimes they don't have them. And this is a big discussion, organic yeah. gardening, and, and it's a scientific discussion along with somewhat of an ideological discussion. But if you're wanting to do the best you can to just kind of get to it, um, you know, I, I've come to the belief that while we need to compost, we need to build soil, soil biology, that, you know, if you want a little extra insurance, if you want to make sure you're getting broad spectrum minerals, then adding something like a COF, a complete organic fertilizer, look up Steve Solomon. I think we've actually got the recipe on our site somewhere. somewhere. We'll, we'll try to find that and link to it. Um, then we've seen good results from that without getting into, you know, testing our food and mineralization, but we've seen good results in the garden, good flavor, which are all indications of, of good plant health and nutritional density. And so it is worth taking that step. Mm-hmm. A COF, you have to make yourself. However, there is a resource that's coming to the market and um, that we'll be talking about more in the future that I think is going to make this easier for people. And I, I don't know when yet, and so I can't speak to that, but... Um, I think that's exciting. Uh, hopefully, it will work like the COF, but it's going to be easier for you guys to put together because the, C- because the COF is some a... work to source yeah. all the materials, and it's doable. But especially if you're in, um, if you're not in an agriculture area, it can be tough to get everything. And so, I think there is a producer out there that's going to give us a good solution. Okay, so while you're planning <laughs> your soil this year, this fall, make sure or this spring, this spring where are yeah. we? Winter. Yeah. <laughs> make sure that you're thinking about your compost. You're thinking about how you're going to aerate your soil and you're thinking about the possibility of getting some sort of a mineralization or complete organic fertilizer onto your garden, yep. making plans for those things. Good. And there you have it. I hope this answer is one you are looking for. We'll be sharing more of these in the future and hope you find them helpful and inspiring on your homesteading journey. For more homesteading family content, be sure to visit our website at homesteadingfamily.com.